Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. All right, welcome in everybody to a rapid reaction Inside Boxing Live podcast. I am your host, Dan Canobio. We are coming off the heels of Ryan Garcia's huge win over Luke Campbell, a body shot from the headhunter, King Rye. What a performance. We're about a half hour since that fight happened. I'm a little charged up. Yes, I have an adult beverage in my hand, and I'm ready to chop it up with you for a rapid reaction podcast from what we had just seen over in Dallas, Texas at the American Airlines Arena. Ryan Garcia hits the canvas in the second round, gets up, takes it, takes the fight to Luke Campbell, takes him out with a body shot. And if you've been following along on my, my CompuBox, the, the, the pre-video I did, you know, I had told you that Ryan Garcia had become a, a headhunter. Only 10% of his landed punches are to the body. Well, in this fight, 34% of his landed punches were to the body. Another wrinkle uh, that we're seeing from Ryan Garcia, and that is because he has teamed up with Eddie Reynoso. And we'll touch on more of that later, but the, the specifics of it is Ryan Garcia picks up the win. He stays undefeated. This was his biggest test, and he still has some detractors. You know, you couldn't have drawn this up better for Ryan Garcia. He gets floored in the second round. So the, 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 the haters and the detractors can say that they're still not sold. And, you know, rightfully so. He gets up, he shakes it off, and he stops a guy that's never been stopped before in Luke Campbell. The questions will remain, and he still elevates his status in the sport. You can't ask for a better performance from Ryan Garcia. You want a true test? You want guys to step up the competition, these younger guys? His next generation of boxing? Well, Ryan Garcia did that. He got knocked down, and he got back up. He wiped it off. Wasn't a flash knockdown either. That was a flush shot from Luke Campbell. And shout out to Luke Campbell. He came to fight in this one. You know, uh, good performance. I thought he had a good game plan. You know, he wasn't letting uh, Garcia tee off on him. He was blocking a lot of those shots. You know, he was jabbing well to the body. He wasn't exactly landing his jabs, but he was throwing it. And that's something I said, too, in, in my preview video, uh, videos that... You know, Luke Campbell throws a, a probing jab that he uses more of, as a, of a disruptor uh, than to actually land it. And he did that for to Garcia. He, he you know, it was, he was shifty, southpaw. But, you know, Garcia, you have to be impressed with him right from the start. Ryan Garcia, he, he was stalking Campbell right from that first round. You saw he closed the distance real fast. He was right in his face, and he was firing off combinations. A lot of them were blocked, but Campbell felt that power. He was right in his face. You know, hit him with some flashy combos early on. Had him rocked a few times. Uh, Garcia had Campbell rocked early on. You almost had this feeling in the first round that you know Garcia looked like he was going to get another early stoppage. You know he does fight. He does fight flat-footed, which I think could be, you know, a bad thing. But it's time to talk about Ryan Garcia and what he did right, and that is picking up a huge win, a huge monumental win for his development. You had Canelo in the in the locker room too beforehand, showing up. Wearing a matchroom mask, I must say. But, you know, don't read too much into that. They hand you a mask when you walk in the arena. You're going to wear a Golden Boy mask or you're going to wear a matchroom mask. You're going to wear the matchroom one. Don't look too far uh, into that. But look into the fact that Canelo Alvarez, the face of boxing, is now BFFs or has been BFFs with with Ryan Garcia. It's a great storyline. It's, it's, it's just great to see. You know, I am very positive when it comes to the sport of boxing. I think we're about to witness a huge renaissance in the sport in 2021. And what better way to start it off with that win? 
with that, I mean, you saw just, you know, and Chris Mannix had talked about it all week long, and he got a lot of, you know, grief for it, saying that Ryan Garcia is the most important fighter, could be one of the most important fighters of this century. Yes, it sounds like a ridiculous statement, but it really isn't. This guy taps into fans, taps into markets, demographics that do not watch boxing. And we're not talking about a YouTuber here in Jake Paul or Logan Paul or whoever you want to uh, find f- from YouTube fighting. This is a legit world-class fighter. You know, I have friends hitting me up. Who is Ryan Garcia? I have girls hitting me up. When does Ryan Garcia fight? This is a good thing. He becomes a he can become a household name. He can cross over. You can see him on the late night shows. You can see him on just everywhere. You can see him cross over. I mean, that's the whole thing is he had to pass this test first in order to, to, to be for real. And there are going to be people that are going to detract him. There are going to be people that say that, that Tank Davis takes him out. I already, already read those tweets. And I'm reading them as we speak. That he better, he better not get in there with Tank Davis because Tank's going to take his head off. Maybe. <laughs> that's the beauty of it. And I think that's another wrinkle of Ryan Garcia's uh, game that I think is going to make him must watch is the fact that he's vulnerable. He's walking a tightrope. I, you know, even after he got knocked down in the second, I thought, man, he can get taken out at any moment after on. And Luke Campbell is not known as a, a hard puncher. You know, Luke Campbell did not really sit down on a lot of his shots. So what would Javante Davis do in there? Because I think that is the, the fight. You know, now we want to look forward to what's next. That's always the question of, of what can we get next. And we're seeing something here with these these four lightweights, the four horsemen at, at lightweight. Tiafimo Lopez, the champ, the undisputed, or you want to call him the unified champ. You know, Devin Haney has a belt. How he got that belt, whatever. He, Devin Haney is 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 in that conversation as well. Tank Davis coming off of his big win over Leo Sandercruz. And now Ryan Garcia, the four horsemen at lightweight. And you can kind of see this playing out where after the fight, Ryan Garcia calls out Tank Davis. That even right there was so refreshing to see. Because the last two weeks between Errol Spence bringing up his horses and his ranch and not bringing up Terrence Crawford's name. Then you had Anthony Joshua the following week not bringing up Tyson Fury's name. It was nice to see a fighter call someone out. You know? Just just say, I want Tank Davis. Marinate. Build a fight. That's why Ryan Garcia gets it. You can just criticize him all you want. You can say that there's no way a, a guy can fight and do social media at the same time. Well, you can. Because he's showing you that he can do it. And he's calling out fighters. And we can see something great in the next two to three years with these young guys. If they all fight each other. You know, I just tweeted out that, that the lightweights won't let us down. Maybe the welterweights will. Maybe Errol Spence and, and Crawford, if they don't ever fight... Or if they wait too long, they are going to let us down. These guys all seem to want the smoke. Teofimo Lopez, everyone is beloved. You saw him last week at the Canelo fight. That guy was ready to run through a wall. Show me something. That's what that's what Teofimo Lopez is. He set the tone this year with his win over Vasil Lomachenko. Two weeks later, Tank Davis with the knockout of the year over Leo Santa Cruz. Devin Haney, I feel like it is lagging behind. He had a step-up fight or was considered a step-up fight against Gamboa, and he, he didn't take him out. He got the win, but he didn't do it in, in spectacular fashion like we're seeing with these other three guys, Teofimo, Ryan Garcia, and Tank Davis. But, man, it, it is, it's such a good time in the sport. We start off the year with a bang. Usually, we don't get fights this early in the year. We have to wait until February before we get something because guys don't want to train during the Christmas you know, shout out to Ryan Garcia. Shout out to Luke Campbell. Luke Campbell got COVID 
you know, in in late November, and that fight was this fight was supposed to happen on on the, the same day as the Spence fight, December fifth, I believe. This fight got pushed back to January first. I don't think we'll January second. I don't think we'll see a lot of these early fights because of Christmas and, and the holidays. But we got it, and I think that the promoters and I think the networks need to take a look at the numbers that come in for this fight and see that maybe we should have big fights around New Year's, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. That's a good thing. Also. As I sit and record this, it's 8.15 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> I have a whole night ahead of me. I have nowhere to go because uh, we're under quarantine or shutdown. But that's a good thing. Start these fights earlier. Listen to your fans, the people that make the decisions. Listen to everyone because we can end a fight at, at 8, 9 o'clock. You can watch your other sports. You can have a night out under normal times. But the story is Ryan Garcia picking up a huge W and... uh you know, I, I liked what I saw from him. It's the stalking. I know, I know Sergio Moore brought up that he's a pretty boy about 400 times. And he's not just a pretty boy in there. He, he's going in there to seek and destroy. He says he's a counterpuncher. You know, he said it after the fight. But he fought on his front foot. Yes, it was a flat front foot. <laughs> he fights on the flat footed. That's something that I know that Eddie Reynoso is going to work on. He's getting a little more bounce in that step. But he is a counterpuncher. You saw that it, uh, in this fight is when he was letting his hands go. And he was being the aggressor. Yeah, he was having some success. But the moments where he really had Campbell hurt was when he was pot-shotting him with the counters, the quick counters. You know, that one round before Campbell barely escaped that round. That was the beginning of the end for him. But you had to you had to have liked what you saw from, from Garcia in terms of getting up off the mat. And, that, I mean, it, that was a huge shot. When he went down, I said, oh, no. Because, uh, you know, I am open with saying that I am rooting for, for Ryan Garcia for the sake of the sport. I mean, the better man will, will usually come out on top. But for the sake of the sport, the future of the sport, Ryan Garcia has to win. Teofimo Lopez has to keep on winning. Devin Haney has to get bigger fights and keep on winning. Tank Davis, you know, all the guys. Those are just in that division. But, you know, Shakur Stevenson, go up and down the list of young fighters in boxing right now that need to keep on winning, keep on building up their their brand. So we can all flourish and bring this sport back to where it should be. Because fights like tonight, events like today, could happen every single weekend. And this is the best sport. You can't create this type of drama that we just watched. People are charged up. I'm looking at my Twitter. People are fired up right now because of a good fight. A 50-50 fight heading in all week. There were so many questions heading into this fight. You know, good questions. Is, is Garcia legit? Is Campbell legit? Can Campbell bring out the best in Garcia? Not only that is who they thought was going to win. 50-50 fights are so rare now in boxing that when they happen, we don't know how to handle them. We don't know how to handle all the difference of opinions. It's a great thing. You had people thinking Campbell was going to win, and rightfully so. I mean, I thought Campbell could have pulled that off. I mean, he did not. He knocked him down. But it's a great thing to have 50-50 fights with this young, up-and-coming generation of fighters. You know, somewhat led by Tiafimo, it's it's Tiafimo and Ryan Garcia right now. And I'm going to get a lot of hatred for saying that it's not Tank, but Tank, in his own way, very popular too. But in terms of who has all the belts, that's Tiafimo Lopez and the most attractive win at that weight, or at, you know, any of the young fighters. And then you got Ryan Garcia with the massive popularity and the crossover appeal. Tank Davis not so far behind him. Promoted by Floyd Mayweather and everything that brings, Tank is a draw. Tank is a star. You can't 
doubt that. And he punches like an absolute mule. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, just let, just close your eyes and think about Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia. The event that would be. And they can do it in their early 20s, not in their mid-30s. Not when you know both are past their prime. It would just feel so new. It would feel so pure. It would feel... It almost like it doesn't even feel right to even think about it and think it could happen because as boxing fans, as sports fans, you're programmed not to think about those types of fights happening. But it seems like Ryan Garcia really wants it. I haven't heard Jonathan Davis really call out fighters. You know, everyone else is calling out guys. I haven't really heard that from Javante Davis, and that's okay. Everyone has their different their different way of doing it. And, uh, you know, Leonard Ellerby does a lot of the talking for Javante Davis. You know, everything comes through them, they say, because of the gate and the, the ticket prices and the ratings. But, man, those guys got to fight. They got to get in there and do it. I, I, let, let's get rid of this marinating stuff. I know this is wishful thinking, but that's where you're going to get when you listen to this show, and that's where you're going to get if you follow me on, on social media, is... Let's just say these guys can all fight each other. In a perfect world, I can see Teofimo Lopez fighting Devin Haney. They figure that out, uh, what's going on with the WBC belt at 135. They fight each other. They don't like each other. It is a genuine beef. I've talked to both of those guys off the record. They do not like each other. That's not fake. They don't like each other. So those two guys fight. Then Tank and Ryan Garcia fight. And then the two winners fight. Then the two losers fight. And they keep on fighting. I know that this is crazy because it's never going to happen, but just imagine if it did. That's three to four years of huge fights, big-time money, a lot of eyeballs on the sport, different, all the different demographics tuning in to watch that. They can all make their money. The networks are happy. I mean, can we just dream a little bit? I know it's absurd, but I'm also riding a very big high after watching that fight, and i got to tone it down because there isn't a lot of boxing after this. I mean... This was a huge fight on, on January 2nd. Not much big boxing coming up on the schedule uh, in the next couple of weeks. But there is some good fights coming up down in late January and February. But what a performance. My man Ryan Garcia gets it done. And did you see that that raw emotion afterwards? Kind of like a weird dry humping thing going on with Eddie, Eddie Reynoso. That just, just, that's the thing with Garcia. is, And I think why a lot of people like it is he's very authentic, he's very real. I know he does a lot of videos, and that can be looked at as scripted, but the dude has a way about him of attracting people, and and that reaction he showed afterwards was amazing. I just sat back on my couch after I got done counting the punches and was like, damn, that was a moment. That was a great moment. We have the, the punch stats right here. Ryan Garcia outlanded Luke Campbell 94-74 to in total connects. Campbell had that jab through 159 jabs, only landed 14% of his jabs, Campbell. Garcia, 44% of his power shots, which was impressive. And that's right in line with where his power has been since he's hooked up with Eddie Reynoso. But the most impressive of all, and i got to eat a little crow on this, is I'd never thought of Ryan Garcia as a body puncher. Only 10% of his landed punches are to the body. In this fight, 34%. And the kill shot, the last shot of the fight was a wicked body punch. Did you see that? I mean, talk about a flush body punch. We're talking about a guy in Luke Campbell that has been down, but never out. Down from to, to Jose Linares, down to Lomachenko, down to Mendy, but always got back up. Could not get up from that one. So that maybe is a new wrinkle from Ryan Garcia's game. Got to give props to, to Luke Campbell. He, he took the fight. 
Came back from COVID. But that's now another loss for him in, in a step-up fight. I don't know what is next for him. Maybe he becomes an, an opponent. He's got to go back to the drawing uh, board, as they say, and figure out what he's going to do. But man, Ryan Garcia puts on a show. The whole card was really good. The Alvarado brothers, you know, that, that moment from, from Gutierrez, whose mother passed away last month, and he picks up a win. Kind of a strange moment. Did you guys catch when uh, Kate Abbott, <laughs> when they had, uh, they had uh, Ryan Garcia's dad up there? It was Mannix and Kate Abbott, who's now hosting for DAZN, I guess. And she mentioned something about him, him having great sperm. <laughs> I mean, I've heard a lot of weird things in boxing. I've seen every weird interview there's possible. I've uh, been around the sport for a very long time. Never have I been like kind of like shocked at what someone says on a telecast or shocked while I'm watching a, a boxing event. But hearing that, like <laughs> Kate Apple telling, uh, I think his name is Henry, Henry Garcia, that he has great sperm. Is uh, that was uh, that was a moment. Also, uh, Conor McGregor tweeted at me today. You know, he had, uh, tweeted out <laughs> part of this uh, this evolving cast over at the Zone. Um, they have a ton of broadcasters, and they do a great job weaving them in and out. But I had tweeted out. You know, they had Gareth Davies, and they had Ricky Hatton in the UK studio, and they kept going back to them, back to them. They actually went back to them during a, a knockdown in that Gutierrez fight, and there was, you, you saw how bad the delay was. But I tweeted out, name this duo, wrong answers only. And it was Gareth Davies and Ricky Hatton, who is huge, but that's no uh, development. And if you hear a lot of loud noises out this apartment, I'm in the middle of New York City, so you're going to have to deal with that. But I tweeted out, name this duo, wrong answers only, and, and people, actually Davies retweeted it, and people are coming in with Penn and Teller and Bette Midler, uh, Roy Jones and Max Kellerman, Ed Lover and Dr. Dre, and then all of a sudden Conor McGregor, out of nowhere, responds to my tweet. <laughs> responds and says Penn and Teller and I said game over Conor McGregor wins so what a weird and wild day in the sport of boxing that we all love wraps up a very strange week in boxing from all the stuff that was going on with uh, Ringwalk John and uh, don't really want to get too much into that I think everything has been said uh, about that topic um, you know if you're on boxing Twitter or if you're just one of those guys that kind of just like observes boxing Twitter but doesn't engage, you know, a lot of pound for pound discussions, a lot of stuff gets in, into into um, you know bait, race baiting, and uh, it, it's it's just a one stop shop when you go to Twitter to to get drama. But I'm so happy that that we actually have a fight to talk about, and it was an outstanding fight at that too, where Ryan Garcia passes the biggest test of his career, does so in spectacular fashion, almost like a movie, how that all played out. You know, down early. That the pretty boy, as Sergio Morris says, down early gets back up <laughs> to take out Luke Campbell with a body shot. You see him afterwards calling out Tank Davis, and he'll tell you that his life is a movie because that Ryan Garcia has said that a bunch, and that, that played out like a movie. But what's next? What is next for Ryan Garcia? He's technically the number one. Con- this was a title eliminator in the WBC lightweight division. The WBC lightweight champion is technically Devin Haney. Got it via email. Teofimo Lopez is the franchise champion. So technically, if we're technically speaking, if Mauricio Suleiman had his way, it would be Ryan Garcia versus Devin Haney. 
who I learned this week are good friends. I didn't know that. I knew that they were friendly, but I didn't know they were they were good friends. I've had both of them on the show before, and we had a good laugh about the amateur uh, careers of of those two because Devin Haney and Ryan Garcia fought like six times in the amateurs, and if you, if you talk to each of them, they'll tell you that I won four and. And, uh, you know, Devin Haney will tell you that I won four of those fights. Ryan Garcia will tell you that he won four of them. But, you know, they know each other. They're they're friendly. Like, they're they're definitely, when he says they're buddies, and you saw them, you know, there was a lot of respect between them. They're friendly. But Devin Haney and, and Tiofimo Lopez, no. That there There's a hatred there. Tank Davis, I think, hates them all. Because <laughs> Tank Davis don't play around. I love it. I love all four of these guys. And, and I know there's other other young fighters out there, but these guys have a chance to do something special. They have a chance to right a lot of the wrongs that have been going on in boxing over the last 15 years and really elevate the sport. I'm not just saying that because I work in the business. I'm not just saying that because I've been around the sport uh, my entire life. I truly believe it. You know, will I be let down? Will we all be let down? I mean, I think so. <laughs> I think boxing fans have uh, are numb now to the fact that they might be let down. They might not get the fight they want. But Ryan Garcia can push for it. One detriment, I'll throw a little uh, water on the fire here, is Ryan Garcia's status with Golden Boy and Golden Boy status since Canelo Alvarez is no longer part of their company. He is the cash cow now for Golden Boy. They do have a lot of good prospects, but let's be honest, the, the, the gap between you know their top guy, it, it's huge. It's Ryan Garcia, then a lot of good prospects, and a few middle-of-the-road fighters. So is Oscar De La Hoya willing to throw him in there with Tank Davis next, or one of these other guys next? Will he try to do with what all promoters do? Mandatories, mismatches, marinate fights. You know, kind of use Tank Davis's name to kind of elevate yourself in this fight. Not that it needed elevating, only to fight, you know, a guy, you know, a relative unknown. That can happen because this is a business. This is a business. I was thinking about it. The sport of boxing is is so much like the music business. Is you 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 have a lot of handlers, and they are your every move is planned out. You know, they're not gonna. You're gonna put out one good album. They're not going to rush you into a next one because it might suck. Or they, they want to, you know, kind of guide you along at the right pace. You know, do this do this concert, do this show, make this album, collaborate with this uh, artist. That's what we've seen in boxing over these years, but it's up to the fighters and it's up to the fans and it's up to the media to push for the biggest fights. If we got Ryan Garcia versus Tank Davis next year, it's still going to be a big fight. And one of them is going to lose. And one of them is probably going to get knocked out. But it doesn't mean it's the end of their careers because they can just fight again. They can fight someone else. We have to get rid of the stigma of the loss. I feel like I'm preaching right now, but it is what it is. I'm jacked up. Ryan Garcia picks up the win. He moves on. The sport of boxing moves on. That's how we start off the year of 2021. We don't have to deal with... We're going to have to deal with it because it's not going anywhere. But just from a... you know. Symbolic standpoint, we move forward with after 2021 was was terrible, and we have some big boxing on the way. Pulling up the the schedule right now, we don't have a lot of boxing in the relatively near future, but there are some intriguing matchups coming down the pipeline. in In January, we just saw Ryan Garcia pick up the win. 
We have a show box on January 20th. January 23rd, Showtime Championship Boxing is back with a really intriguing fight. Andrew Leo versus Stefan Fulton. For that's for Leo's WBO uh, junior featherweight title. That was the fight that was supposed to happen back in, in the fall. But that fight is going to be good. Caleb Plant versus Caleb Truax. Uh, the Battle of the Calebs. You can say what you want about that matchup, but I want to see how Caleb Plant looks because he is a potential foe for Canelo Alvarez. And, of course, Sergey Kovalev versus Beck the Bully. That fight, I mean, that's going to be awesome. Beck the Bully has maybe six or seven fights. Dude's an outstanding amateur. Going up against Sergey stealing DAZN. <laughs> Putting up illegal DAZN feeds. Kovalev. Then you head into February. Joe Smith Jr. We got Richard Comey coming back. Jojo Diaz is fighting on DAZN on February 13th. Patrick Deshera versus Brian Castano. You know, Bert Schelt versus Valdez on February 20th. There's talks of Otto Valin fighting Dominic Brazil. Andy Ruiz could be coming back. And, of course... The title fight, the unified title fight between Juan Francisco Estrada and Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez. Let's keep this train rolling. Thank you for listening to this rapid reaction podcast here on Inside Boxing Live. I'm going to be back with you on Wednesday for my normal studio show that you can catch every single Friday on the Fubo Sports Network as well as our YouTube page over at CompuBox TV. I'm going to continue to drink my adult beverage and enjoy my Saturday night. I hope everyone had a happy new year. Ryan Garcia aces his test and we could potentially see some big, big fights uh, in the very near future. Thank you so much for joining me and catch me this week on Inside Boxing Live and moving forward. Thanks a lot, guys.